Today, October 17th, 2021, Sunday, I received a surprising notice of a comment on my proposal, which is the passive interface pair, DID, and I didn't know we could still even make comments or submit comments, so um, I was kind of surprised, but it's, I always welcome comments. I think they're very helpful, and I did a response to that comment, and so after reading the my response again and sort of thinking about it, I decided that it really helped to clarify for me and maybe for others, it might also, um, the idea of identity within the Cardano space. So I wanted to record it as a voice version so that people could just listen to it in a relaxed manner rather than have to read something that might seem to be lengthy if it's more than a paragraph. So I'm going to go ahead and read that now. So the comment was made by someone named Ronan, and I think that he has actually, or she has ac actually asked me um, a question before in the swarm. So um, I don't know this person, but um, I just wanted to say that to ask the question. So here we go. Thanks very much for your thoughtful reply. I will try to answer as best I can. First, my proposal is about opening a questioning, a space where people from diverse disciplines can engineer, design, consider alternative solutions to that which may seem obvious within a trajectory of current development. So in a sense, your question and my answer would be part of such a practice, only without engineered outcomes. And then I did a smiley face, but for emotion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> the idea for the need of a passive interface surfaced in part because of my engagement with journalist Myron Dewey, who was indigenous, Native American, as I was engaging with others in Project Catalyst and we were discussing identity and biometric interface, I thought of the struggles Myron Dewey had suffered, and not only he, but many of his people, with being connected to the internet. It came to me to ask the question, what could I design that would alleviate this suffering? And then I realized the interface would not need to be active a few days later, I spoke to Myron and told him about Cardano and blockchain as a means to connect rather than the internet. I told him of Charles' statements and how I felt it might actually be an effort to create ways to connect and exchange and that it was currently developing an infrastructure that would be offered worldwide to many communities, including indigenous communities in rural areas. I hoped he might come to speak at Project Catalyst, maybe at a swarm session, to provide his insights to people building such an infrastructure. He was unique because he was a computer programmer, a drone pilot, and a professor. He also has a very, or had a very good heart, and whenever I spoke to him, I felt good, uplifted, and I always learned something new about human beings 
and the land. He was always very positive, even though I was non-native. He had that effect on people. Sadly, on the Sunday of the Cardano Summit in Nevada, he was killed while he was out working in the field soon after he live-streamed via his smartphone, showing his location in a very isolated and rural area. I have felt his death as a terrible loss for our world community. He was only 49 years old. I believe there are many people like Myron and his people who would like different ways to connect, which might allow them the freedom to move without being tracked or surveilled. It is just built into our lives now. We have had to accept it, but it does not offer us anything which adds to our lives in a meaningful way. Nor does it really add to the lives of those who think this control is necessary. There are millions of people who live on our world that are not connected via the internet and live very unique and meaningful lives that we may not be able to understand because we are not part of their communities or their language. But there may be things we could learn from them that would add to the good in our experience of life. The frontier of these unknown communities will be entered soon. This is inevitable. It has occurred in the past, but our world is more networked through technology than ever before. So the effect and influence on these people will be more impactful and long-lasting than it was previously. There are many positive influences we can have on each other if we have the ears to listen and the eyes to see each other and not just see mirrors of ourselves when we engage with them or they with us. It's a difficult problem. I think objects, the physical world, offer a slower engagement and they have a presence that persists over time. Physically denser physical objects are imbued with meaning because of this. It is why the work of geologists and archaeologists continue. The results of their work populate our historical databases. Without this work, our historical databases would be comprised of empty fields. So in my proposal, the object, the passive interface, has presence and persistence. It marks a time and presence and lives within the ancestral history of an individual, family, or community. It contains physical data that is primary to their existence at a particular moment in time. It also carries within it information from their primary material container, their physical human presence, their DNA. But as stated, it is not a full sequence and is a hash of that information, so could not be used for harm by others. But there is a continuity of logic between the user, the object, and the reader. This type of logic is respectful 
and meaningful. It allows the boundaries of the physical presence not to be distributed or shared by strangers. This is important to honor in many frontier societies, and it is important in Western societies, although such boundaries are often forgotten because of the trauma, and it is not until memories of trauma are triggered again with loss that this becomes apparent, which is why we are seeing more people in Western culture or in technological cultures rising up against invasive actions or tracking. These are some of the reasons why exploring use cases and forms of a passive interface are timely and of value. The object, the passive interface, has utility, but also has a continuity of logic that is not part of a DID that is integrated within a networked system and requires the use of a screen interface and storage on a server, all of which whose data can be exploited even if not intended by the provider. I also wanted to add that I think it would be of great value to our militaries to consider what might be gained by less invasive approaches to connectivity because I feel allowing for populations to maintain some preservation of boundary, privacy, and respect will ensure less conflict. I could say more about this, but that would take us off topic for this reply. Now to address your interesting question of why would such communities who might want to preserve their privacy and boundaries want to use Cardano blockchain. I am limiting it to Cardano blockchain for now, as I only support this blockchain because of its emphasis on governance. I think all human beings want to grow and expand their understanding of the world around them. And just as I feel we could learn new approaches to many things from them, they could learn many things from current technologies and their histories. So the histories of current technologies. Blockchain is a means of connecting, and governance is a means of treaty. If Native Americans had used treaties that were smart contracts, their outcomes would have been much better because the treaties could not be broken. There may be the need for similar treaties with frontier communities in the future. In addition, if the world becomes more integrated with frontier communities, a passive interface and reader as I described, which respected boundaries and had a continuity of logic through physical presence, provides a method to connect and share a common technological language without loss or force of the adoption of tools and a screen-based language. I also want to add a piece about the consideration of a DNA-based solution in this project. It seems self-evident that human DNA is already being integrated into technological systems. We see this within biological tools 
as well as government interests. Some countries are now seeking to gather DNA from as many foreign populations as possible. This is well documented. They do not state their reason for this, but it's occurring. So it seems in a decentralized system or infrastructure that states it supports the individual owning and carrying their identity, then it logically follows that they would also want to carry and own the use of their DNA. In this system, that ownership is already defined, meaning this passive interface system. It shows a use case where one's DNA can be part of an identity system, but it need not be stored on any server or passed over the internet, which subjects it to possible capturing for unintended uses. It precludes the use of it for identification as defined by other entities already considering its value for less humanitarian applications. It keeps it within the control and containment of the individual. Regarding price, the passive interface and DNA solution is very cost-effective. There are no requirements for a smartphone, cell phone, laptop, ISP, monthly connectivity costs, upgrades, etc., The DNA sequencing is only needed at the community location and occurs there. The unit cost for the device, which performs the sequencing, is around $1,000. And this serves the entire community. And the consumable material costs are minimal and would diminish with scale. The passive interface creation is also a one-time cost and less expensive than a pot or a pan. And it needs no upgrades to maintain functionality. Lastly, I would offer that my proposal is only an opening to such considerations. It is a place to discuss and consider alternatives which include passive interfaces and the continuity of logic to preserve privacy and respect for boundaries within a technologically connected world. We need more minds on such considerations because it is a hole in our knowledge base. And since Cardano is building infrastructure and governance, it seems the perfect intersection and location for such explorations to occur. Such explorations do not preclude current efforts. They actually add to them as they allow for use cases to be understood before they occur. And that's the end. So I hope that made sense. If anybody has any questions, please um, feel free to reach out. Or if you'd like to join such an effort, um, I would be very happy to um, collaborate And so we could start this conversation because I think it's only a beginning. Um, As I said, it's only an opening. This proposal is only an opening for such collaborations and discussions to begin. So thanks very much for listening.